0: Tap in. Tap, 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 you are now tuned in to the Soundtable Podcast, where pain is recycled into purpose. It's time to tap in. Hello, Purpose Warriors. It's your girl, Vivi. I have the privilege of having the beautiful Nicole Conway joining us for our series, Build While Broken. This episode, episode two, is called Undressing. Oh, I love it. Let's get into it. Let me tap in. Undressing the essence of mental health with Coco the Stylist. If you do not already follow Nicole on her social media platforms, you would be doing yourself a disservice because she is the crown adjuster. <laughs> okay, And so please follow her at Nicole Conway Stylist and at Crown Adjusters, LLC. Let me tell you about this beautiful, beautiful soul. Nicole is a mental health advocate, certified through NAMI National Alliance of Mental Health and shares her story through public speaking and on the NAMI support groups. Her journey has led her to building others up, not only doing that through styling, but encouraging them, motivating them, building up low self-esteem, increasing their confidence and their self-words through the power from the sound out of her mouth. Girl, come on in. We are so excited to have you tap into the sound table and we thank you. Thank you for for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for one, getting ready to share your story and how you've recycled your pain into your purpose and continue to walk that out. And so with that being said, you know we are actually launching this on Valentine's Day. The essence of love and self-love is something that I definitely want to encourage our audience to understand that you are love and when you know that that regardless with or without someone you are made whole, you are enough, that's where the true power lies in that's identity. And so I'm super excited to one tap into that and to unveil the stigma or let's get undressed, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, mental health and your journey. So let's let's tap into the first question, Nicole. Okay. Can you share a story of overcoming brokenness in any aspect or area of your life? That allowed you to, one, be on the opposite side. And I think we've talked about this just a little bit in terms of I'm very mindful of using the word overcome in my Mm -hmm. language today, because I do believe that the tongue has the power of life and death and the words we say to ourselves or the words we project have so much power. So I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna retract that word overcome. And I'm going to say the word incorporate. How have you incorporated your brokenness, the experiences that you have into your life, in your walk today, in your journey? And I will say your journey of triumph because it's not necessarily that we're over it. We we don't still carry it with us. We've just incorporated that pain. We've recycled that pain to align us or propel us into our purpose. Yes. So for me, people may not know this, but over uh, between the ages of 20 and 30, I had three nervous breakdowns. And at that time, I really didn't know what it was. It wasn't something that was popular. Um, people didn't really put a, a label on it, especially in the black and brown communities that there, we do have depression, that we do suffer from this. Mm-hmm. It was more so hiding it and not, and not labeling it. Because, you know, we're made to be strong and uh, we don't go through any of those things. We just sweep it under the carpet and we just keep going and remain the strong person that we, we think we are. The last time I went to the mental the mental institution, the hospital, I was there for at least two, two and a half weeks and I didn't have any regard of time. I was just going through the motions while I was there. I was stuck. And When I finally saw the light is when my parents came to see me. They had both been diagnosed with uh, cancer and I thought that I was going to lose them. And, you know, so many other things came into play. But I finally decided after I saw that they were going to be okay. there was like a light around them. And I said, you know what, I'm going to be okay. I need to get myself up out of here. My dad was like, you know, this is not a place that you should be in. I've been in places like this before. You need to get yourself together and get out of here, Nikki. Mm-hmm. So after that, I started working on myself to get out, like uh, doing different things that were healthy. But the, the, the breaking point for me is when they finally allowed us to go outside on the back porch and I could hear this bird chirping. You know, that's something that I didn't hear for a while because I was locked up not only mm-hmm. in my mind, but in this hospital. And I just said at that moment, God, if you get me out of here, I will help whoever that you bring to me. Mm-hmm. That's broken. Because at that time I was broken and I didn't understand why I was there. But I know that he sends us through things to grow us through these things so that we can help others. So I have made it my mission in life to help others. And because I'm helping others, I'm able to heal myself. You know, when they say in the Bible, if you put your things to the side, God is able to take care of the things for you because you are we're supposed to be the hands and feet of him we're supposed to help others through what we've gone through and not keep it to ourselves so for that even going through uh grieving after my husband i still if god tells me you need to speak to this person then if they're in my inbox or if they call me then i make myself available am i always in a space where i can help them no but if i am in a space where i have to say and set boundaries I'm not available at this time right now because I'm going through something. Mm -hmm. But I'll get back to you and I'll pray for you. I mean, and we have to set those boundaries. If not, we're pouring from empty cups. We're constantly sitting there just pouring all of what's in our cup. But what it is is when our cups are full and there's the overflow into the saucer, the saucer is for everybody else. What's in the cup is for us. Let's talk about that. I mean, you said like some key points that I just want to touch on because, you know, I mean, I feel like I can come to church with you. I think so. so you said, you know, When you were going through your brokenness, and you mentioned being at the mental health institutions, so you said you realized there was that light, there was that point when your parents came in. It was almost like this aha moment. A lot of studies with mental health and mindfulness and mindset, there's something called, of course, the self-talk, and it's called the power states. There are different states in that, and what you did was a shift, right? So it was almost like an internal power move that said, hey- Something has to change. And then you follow that with I had, I started doing things to get myself out of that. And I just wanted to pause there because I do realize with mental health and, you know, one awareness monitor, tapping into that and amplifying that awareness monitor. Okay, I know that something is wrong. That's number one. Number two is taking action. What do I do with this? Now that I know that something is wrong. What do I do? and what is it that you did to one get you across to that because it it takes time. I tell people, mm-hmm. you know, slow and steady wins the race. It's not gonna happen overnight. A shift in mental health, depression, you know, and I can relate even with the mindset of suicidal attempts, being able to work daily because I say it's a daily work. not every day I wake up motivated mm-hmm. not every day i wake up positive i have to self-talk yes i have to pull my resources and for everyone that's different some people do meditation some people pray some people you know have motivational speaking on spotify pumping them up i am one of those people but it's just like <laughs> you have to figure it out Yes. What for you. And I would love to know, in our audience, to know because everyone's story is different. Everyone's mm-hmm. journey is different. What were some of the tools that you used and the things that you did so that you can get closer to getting out of that mindset? Like you said, you were trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what does that look like for Nicole? Well, what did so, it look like? So, when I went into the hospital, I just had no confidence. I didn't think I was beautiful. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was dark. I thought I was fat. You know, all of the negative things that can go through your head. And it was so bad that when I would take baths or showers, I would turn the lights off in the bathroom because I didn't want to see my face. Mm. I didn't want to see my body. I didn't want to see anything that I I didn't want to see my reflection. Let's just say that. Wow. And learning to embrace what you see in the mirror is huge. So after they left, I started turning the lights on when I would go in the bathroom and I would actually look at myself. Now, it may not have been for a very long period of time, but I would look at myself more to realize that I am here and I have to get better. Um, I truly believe God gave me an angel while I was in the hospital. Um, there was this guy and, you know, he would walk around talking out of his head and saying that it's a conspiracy in here and that they're they're getting people in the do- when they're asleep and stuff. And I just kind of looked at him. It didn't mean anything. So I wasn't eating like I was supposed to. And I used to see him sit down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. And I just kind of watched him. So finally, I started sitting with him and I sat in front of him. We had no words. He pick up a piece of bread. I pick a piece of bread. He drink milk. I do whatever he did. I emulated each thing that he did. And every day I sat with him for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We never had any words But I just followed what he was doing and he looked at me, but he never said anything as well. So in doing that, he was showing me how to build myself back up, how to be strong and how to eat and nourish my my temple and become strong so that I could get out of there. Me and him never said anything to each other. He -hmm. always said this off the wall stuff, but then he would whisper little things to me on the side. So before I left, he gave me this sweatshirt and he said, you're going to be okay." And then he snapped out of it and he went into his little thing. So I just believe that he was my angel while I was in that hospital because I didn't think I was getting out. And for me now, it's incorporating things in your life that bring you joy and make you smile and thinking about things. So the the viewers don't know this, but I lost my husband in August of 2022. And every morning he would say, good morning, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you hear that, you're like, Look at me, I got gross in my eyes. Uh, I don't look like this when I wake up. So this now, Beyonce. This I did not wake up like this, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. So I would now I go in the bathroom and I don't care what my is on my mind. I first when I open my eyes, I say thank you, God, for this day, because it was not promised. But when yeah. I go in the bathroom now and I look at myself, I say, good morning, beautiful. Good morning, gorgeous. How Come did me. you sleep? Are you doing okay? I mean, having a self-talk with yourself, just like he used to say to me every morning when I would come downstairs, good morning, beautiful. I'm looking at him like, okay, if you think so. But doing that for yourself, not waiting for somebody else to tell you, oh, you're so pretty. You look beautiful. Tell yourself, Mm -hmm. even if you look raggedy, because we could easily look in the mirror and find every flaw on our body. But if we're made Mm -hmm. in the image of God, we don't have any flaws. Yeah. And if we do... So what? Right? Grace. Give yourself grace. Yes. Right. Because no one is perfect. No one. No one. And so with that, I even like to, you know, say, I am perfectly imperfect, but I love me just the way I am. That's right. I'm okay with the reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I've gotten comfortable with battle scars right yeah little stretch marks after having some babies i'm like i went to war for that child you for so, life for life exactly and so with that we have to embrace who we are as whole mm-hmm. because when we love ourselves whole that's when we can start seeing the changes that's when we truly yes. tap into the identity monitor that's within mm-hmm. And don't let, and I like to call distractions, pollutions. Don't let the pollutions of this world taint who we truly are to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the increase of seeking outside validations yes. become what's at the frontal lobe. That's become the first thing. You're worried about everything that someone else has to say about you. Well, what do you have to say about you? That's right. That's and right. And so- Ooh, and you know, right, I don't mean to interrupt you mm-hmm. but sometimes it's from your childhood it, it, you could have had a bully you mm-hmm. could have had a parent that might not have encouraged you as much or you might have had a, a, a spouse that didn't you know affirm you or whatever the situation is but regardless of what you didn't get what are you gonna do for yourself to get that to obtain uh, loving myself and that I'm okay I'm fine just the way I am. What are you going to do to change that dynamic? Because like you said, the things, it's the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. If you sit and say all the time, I look horrible, I'm fat, and I'm just, I'm just not worthy, then you're going to get more of that. You're mm-hmm. going to get more of that negativity. But yes. if you say I'm powerful and I'm dynamic and I'm outstanding and I'm outgoing, guess what's going to come back flinging to you? Opportunities, mm-hmm. beauty, things mm-hmm. that you love to do. And I have a full-length mirror in my room now. And I self-talk. Sometimes you just have to sit there and look at yourself and speak some some positivity into yourself instead of all the negativity. Mm, I love it. One of the things that um, you mentioned and I want to tap into is, and I've learned to embrace this even more so last quarter of 2022, boundaries. Oh my god. Yes. I I've, I've learned that boundaries is a love language. It is. Okay? And so with <laughs> that, <laughs> and I was just like I couldn't I couldn't write it fast enough. I was like I do not want to leave that point because when we set boundaries for self, that's also letting yourself know that you love yourself enough. Mm-hmm. Enough not to let that distraction, let that impact, let that energy mm-hmm. taint who you are or who you're becoming that's right that's and right. so being able to do that is a love language mm-hmm. and it also shows so many you know so many other things outside of life. It shows respect mm-hmm. it shows that you honor thyself when you do that mm-hmm. because i always say you know when we start breaking boundaries we give permission to others to do the same that's right and That's so right. are you holding yourself up to your own expectation? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, the boundary thing before I would just allow, like if the phone rung, and even if I wasn't in my right mind to have a conversation, yeah. I would take it anyway. It's like, you know, I, I'm just going to help whoever calls me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. But if I am not in the capacity to give you my honest opinion or to be a listening ear, I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I'm just not in a space to take your call at this time. Mm-hmm. And the person will either respect that or they'll say, well, I can't believe I have to protect myself because I know the darkness that I've been through. I know what it took me to scrape and scratch to get to this point today to even be able to say that. And what I love about the, the, the village I have, if I mm-hmm. say that they give me the grace and say, I understand I'm praying for you. Or they'll send me something inspirational because if you don't, sometimes you end up with, I call vampires, (laughs) emotional vampires. They will come and suck you dry and they'll dump all this stuff on you. You already have all this other stuff you're going through. So you're trying to process your stuff and and take on theirs as well. That's very heavy. So you have to protect yourself from the emotional vampires. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but when you're going through, you just, you can't take on so much more than what you already have. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Look, I really don't have nothing to say after that. That's good. Because we do it too often. We do it. And I will, you know, I love our audience because we not only have women in Broken Into Purpose in the Soundtable podcast, but we have men and we have the youth. Mm -hmm. So with that, I say very specifically, because I know we wear, and I say we women, we wear a lot of hats. And so we tend to just naturally go into that position Mm -hmm. of taking everyone's burdens and try to be superwoman. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay. It's actually toxic. Yes. And then we wonder why we feel this way or why we can't achieve X, Y, Z or why we feel so overwhelmed is because we no longer have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so even with, and I'm very, I'm very careful because I remember a speech I gave probably, I think, I believe it was 2019. You know, um, I'm very mindful about self-love because society and social media Come at me if you want to, look. <laughs> what? I was like, come at me if you want to, because I'm going to say how I feel. They, they've created this, created this phenom around hair done, nails done, that's, you know, that is what self-love is. Mm-hmm. That's an I would like to say that's, what did they say? Topping. But the core essence of self-love is your mental health. It's the peace that is within. That's right. Like you said, if you can look in the mirror and be okay with who you see, Mm -hmm. completely okay with who you see and love that person as you are, now that's love. Yes, it is. That's the kind of self-love that I want to tap into, whether I'm having a good day bad day had a good good breakup bad whatever the case is i love myself whole yes that i am okay with my surroundings i'm okay if you know the job opportunity didn't come i love myself to know that i can i can get through that that no just made space for a yes yes you know so it's it's that kind of self-love that I want our audience to understand and know that. And, and this is the part that I want to preference too, because as we're talking about brokenness, right? Things that we've experienced, things that we've gone through, you can be broken and blessed. You sure can. You it's can like be a most. Go ahead. It's like a mosaic. If you, you've seen the, how the little pieces, mm-hmm. they're all different, they don't match exactly. But when they come together and make such a beautiful masterpiece I, yeah. I see that as us uh, just because it's broken doesn't mean it can't be put back together um, I don't know if you've seen this before but in the Japanese culture um, when one of their their nice vases break the they steal them back together with gold yeah the Kasuji that is the essence of broken into purpose yes the Kasuji yes yes yeah and and if you can see yourself as that just because I'm broken doesn't mean I can't be put back together. So I have no problem with being a mosaic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know that's right. They're up in churches and everything in the windows. So why not? Yes. They still have light that shine through them. That part. Mm -hmm. You are love. You are light. You are made whole. Yes. And that's the essence of one. I do believe this platform of being able to tell your stories Mm -hmm. and inspire hope and be the light for others because a lot of people think that they're experiencing some of these journeys by themselves Mm -hmm. or, or they have, no one can relate. And that's when we suppress that's when we dwell. And that's when it becomes a toxic replay in our minds. And I'm here to tell you that we see you, we hear you, and we stand with you and we want to amplify your voice so that others may be able to hold on to hope. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of dived into this, but I would love for you to expand on what role did resilience play in your ability to triumph over the challenges that you faced in life? I base most of my resiliency on my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, If I wasn't grounded in my faith, my faith walk, I I, I don't know where I would be. I I told somebody recently, I said, if they always see my post and they say, wow, I just can't believe you're you're encouraging other people going through your grief journey. And I'm like, this is not me. This is God. Because if it was just me in the flesh, I would probably be ho- holding myself somewhere rocking in a room, a dark room. And when I, I know that that's where I've been and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go back there anymore, then I'm gonna keep opening my mouth. I had somebody prophesy over me recently and they said, this you could easily say that this is a time that you would be quiet and you wouldn't say anything, but they said, this is the time you need to speak. There's somebody that's in the dark that needs to hear your voice. So even though I am grieving and I'm going through this, I am going to be resilient, but sometimes resiliency gets tiring or or you just, I don't feel like being strong and I'm not this, but we are all resilient. We are resilient people, but sometimes you have to take a step back it's like uh, unplugging a computer and then plugging it back into the wall. The only way we can really? get the, the the strength we need is through the source. Yeah, God, for me, and I know for you. So yeah. you have to plug into the source. So yes, you can be resilient, but you have to pour into yourself so that you can continue that. You were okay. talking about Wonder Woman earlier, and I was speaking to my therapist last week, and she said, I heard you say Wonder Woman when you. I said I'm not Wonder Woman. She said you are a Wonder Woman, and I was like, "Talk to me about that." I never looked at it like that. Um, now I have no problem putting my cape in the cleaners because sometimes I get tired. I'm not <laughs> in pat, the- pat, tap tap tap